Hello. Hello there. This is Venus. And this is Jay. And welcome to All Snorts of Things, where we talk about all snorts of things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do we have today? Yeah, so our first so. agenda is our discovery or anything we learned since the last episode that we recorded. Did mm. you learn anything? Uh, of course, I learn a lot of things. Every day I learn new things, but um, I think maybe something that really stuck out, uh, that sticks out right now, like a huge learning that I'm, that I'm undergoing is learning Mandarin. Mandarin. Mandarin? Or is it Mandarin? Which one is it? Mandarin. There you go. I think I got it. <laughs> or let me just say Chinese. Learning Chinese. Yeah, that's intense though. Why are you doing that? Uh, because my daughter, Sophia, who's only three, she's enrolled in a Mandarin uh, Mandarin Chinese, a Mandarin class. And um, she's learning at the moment. And because these are virtual classes, um, and she needs to do her assignments and homework and things of, of the sort. Um, I have no choice but to learn it so that I can assist her in her homeworks, in her homework and her um, her activities at home. So that's why I'm learning. And I want to point out one more thing real quick. So there's an activity where um, the, the teacher asked Sophia to compare between um, the numbers between the numbers we know one two three four um and the chinese numbers right and i was so blown away don't laugh at me i was so blown away when the teacher called the numbers um arabic numbers instead of english numbers do you get what i mean oh, so yes. and then i realized i was like why does she keep calling it arabic numbers and i realized she's absolutely right these are arabic numbers they're not english numbers but i keep telling sophia hey these are english numbers and these are um mandarin numbers so that's i guess the biggest learning i i've had in the last two three weeks what about you yeah i remember vaguely i think it was in grade school when we were taught that there's what we call Roman numerals, you know, those letters that mm-hmm. are numbers, right? Sense. And these are Arabic. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I just remember it now. Right, but you don't call it that, right? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't call it like, oh, Arabic numbers. So I was like, oh, these are English numbers. But anyway, what about you? What did you discover or learn of recent? So I'm not, yeah, I'm not learning any new language, but I learned something really interesting. And it's not really something that I learned firsthand. It's something that my husband shared with me. So currently, he's into watching lions and hyenas fight in Africa, right? So apparently, this thing, this 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 like between lions and hyenas, are real, um, as as what we see in the Lion King. And interestingly, okay, uh, I learned two things. First is that alpha lions do not really fight; like they don't go into battles like what I expected. I thought they're like the leader of the of the whatever you call their group and they just, you know, like okay. kill, kill the, the strongest enemy out there, but apparently not. They just chill. Like <laughs> and then another interesting thing that I learned is that lions in captivity can turn I don't know what you call that, but they can turn into gay lions like they can become homosexuals to what very much like humans in i don't i don't even know if this is real like i just i mean that's what we did you just say gay lion gay like no gay like homosexual lions oh i see i I think it has something to do with (laughs) uh... spending so much time with with the same sex and i don't know I don't really know. It's just interesting for me. So anyway, yeah, that's my my okay. uh, my you know, useless learning. That's a new learning for me. <laughs> yeah. So on to our next um a, a portion of this podcast, you are introducing mm-hmm. a different like a what do you call it? Like it's not really a game, right? An activity. Yeah, it's an activity. Right. Well, it can be a game. It can be a game depending on how you look at it, but. It's more of an activity, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can um, just 
just break the monotony of things. And I'm excited about it. So who goes first? All right, so who's gonna go first? <laughs> um, how about I go first, I ask you, mm -hmm. I ask you the words, or does that mean that you go first? So you go first. I ask, I give you the words, and then you just react to them okay. with um, whatever comes to your mind, like whatever word comes to your mind. Okay. So we just call this. Does that make yeah, sense? We call this segment five words, basically because each of us will be giving five words that the other right. person will react to or like comment about. Okay. Correct. Okay. So are you ready? Super. Okay, so, um, first word, travel. I'm gonna say Bohol, because I'm reminded of the first, I mean, the last travel that we did as a family before all this COVID-19 situation came. Bohol, okay. Okay, so Next. my word for you, first word for you would be perfume. Perfume, okay, so I used to love perfumes and use perfumes until i discovered that they had phthalates in them so i guess my word would be phthalates 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 <laughs> i'm not sure how to pronounce it it's like some sort of some sort of chemical that um it's just not good for the body anyway oh. next word for you uh admire admire Um, is it? I admire the, I admire my boss. I think so. The company's CEO. Oh. I admire him for his work ethics and just his general humanity. Oh, Aside from the nice. fact, of course, he's super smart. But you know, more than that, I think what's more admirable about him is that he's really kind, kind-hearted. Okay, and then my word for you would be. Weather. Weather. Ugh. Um, gloomy. Because I'm looking out the window right now, and I'm not sure if it's because it's getting dark or if it's gloomy. It's been raining the last couple of days, so they are gloomy. Okay. Next would be series. Oh, series. Um. I'm gonna say Reply 1988 because that's the last K-drama or the last TV series that I finished. What is it called? Reply K-1988? Uh, re Reply 1988. So it's a, 1988. Yeah, it's a Korean drama and the setting is in 1988. So it's just, you know, it's it shows so many things about the culture during that time. I didn't know you were into that stuff. Oh, I'm into K drama. Great. Right? Okay. Well, are you? Yeah. No, really, I didn't know. But anyway, okay. That's another. That we should put that as a spotlight next time, like a topic. Yes, yeah. Okay. Okay. My word for you would be pet peeve. Oh gosh, I have so many of them. I can't even. I have so many pet peeves. It's unbelievable. I must be, like, I'm the most O, O A. OC person I know so but I guess um, a pet peeve that comes to mind would be uh, inconsistencies I hate like it, it makes me crazy when um, something is inconsistent or someone is being inconsistent like habitually oh yeah so they are inconsistency okay and I think that's the last word right that's the last word I want two three four how many words did you do already? Three? Um, from from three. mine, you already did three so far. Okay. All right. All right. So, so I think this is your fourth word. Okay. Um, shopping. Oh my goodness. I'm going to say... The, I'm going to say Las Vegas. Or no, I take it Las back. Vegas. I'm going to say Ross in the U.S. Ross is like oh. it's it's not really a shopping mall but more like it's just like an establishment that holds so many brands and 
a lot cheaper than than how much you would normally get them from the outlet stores even. I mean, diba, considering outlet stores are already like priced 70% off or 50% off, this is cheaper than that. So yeah, I'm gonna say Ross, R-O-S-S. You'll figure it out. I mean, when, when you get there, I'm sure you won't miss it. Ross? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you I can love Google shopping, that, so. so you know. Um, okay, my next word for you would be sleep. Sleep. Mm, I'd like to say that I get enough sleep, but you don't. Um, but I, I really don't. I thought I would, you know, working from home and my recent resignation, but I really don't. But so maybe I could say babies. I think that's my my return word, babies, because I don't get enough <laughs> sleep because the, the babies are like all over me, crawling all over me, waking me up in the middle of the night. And yeah, I think babies. All right. Uh, my last word for you is place. Place. Um, yes, it could be. It could be like any place. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say the park because I just miss going outdoors right now, and I've been missing, you know, a different scenery. I wouldn't say I won't. I won't even say like beach or mountain, although I'd love to be there. But you know, I think more realistically speaking. I'd say a park will do. And interestingly, I mean, the parks nearby are still closed, so... Bummer. Um, Did you guys used to go to the park yeah, a lot? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the playground or the park. But there's not like that right now, yeah. Okay, my last word <laughs> for your words, actually, would be hair color. Hair color? Oh my gosh. So, brown? Deep brown? deep dark brown I've always wanted to color my hair like a deep dark brown like it's just a couple of shades more it would be black but it's so difficult to get that that color on my hair because my hair is like midnight black yeah so I've been told several times by by um, hairdressers that if, if I wanted to color my hair like that, I'd need to bleach my hair first. Yeah, I would so say that. There. But don't you want to? Yeah, so I, and I, no, I'm not gonna bleach my hair. <laughs> no way. Um, so I guess that's my word. What did I say? Dark brown, um, deep, deep brown. dark brown. Yeah, so that's my word. Okay, that, that was yeah, fun. That, that's super random though. I mean, I, I expected that it'll be random, but how amazing it is that we tackled so many different things in a span of like less than right. five minutes, actually. Right, right. That was fun. I think we should do that like once in a while yeah, too. Definitely. Okay, then for our next portion, we're going to talk about a certain topic. We decided to talk about what, what are we gonna call this? It's called so many things. Right um, now maybe, maybe, yeah. But the like the best description that, that comes to mind is like maybe schooling versus unschooling. I don't know, something like that, because um, it's a topic that has come up quite frequently um, in the last few months due to the pandemic, yeah. right? So it could be schooling homeschooling, unschooling, distance learning, virtual schooling, whatever you want to call it. But that, you, you get our, our, our point. We want to talk about the education setup that we have right now in, in this pandemic. So yeah, what are your thoughts? I mean, do you have any plans? You have two kids at home. You mentioned earlier that you're, I mean, was it Sophia who's taking Mandarin? So, like, yeah, she's, she's taking summer class at the moment, um, summer classes at the moment, but it's all online uh, since the whole uh, pandemic. So my thoughts are actually, even if it were, if it weren't for the pandemic, I think what I would have done was that um, I would have eventually homeschooled her. Really? So versus, yeah, so versus sending her to a traditional like having the traditional setup, sending her to school, 
I would really have preferred to homeschool her. It's just that my husband was not a fan of that idea because um, he thinks that she won't, she wouldn't be like, or any of her kids wouldn't be developing social skills. Um, social skills. But apart from social skills, I think he also thinks that we would, you, she, the kids won't be able to. Um, have a network of friends um, later on that they can do business with, right? So my husband is Chinese and, uh, you know, having a business and owning a business later on in life uh, as an adult is, is um, normally the, the way to go. And um, so they think of these things at a very young age. Now, because of the pandemic, uh, you know, and God is amazing how he answers these, um, these desires of our heart. Uh, because of the pandemic, I was able to convince him that, you know, maybe the, the this COVID virus, this whole situation wouldn't go away in the next six months or more even. And so homeschooling is really the best way to go. And uh, I, I like I like the idea of homeschooling. I, I feel that uh, a lot of kids and I want to I want to be politically I want to be appropriate in how I say this, but I feel that a lot of kids um, are not learning the things that they should be uh, learning sometimes at school. Uh, and when I say things, I'm talking about like values uh, more than the academic side of things. Does this make sense? Yeah, so, so I think that homeschooling, and I have a lot of friends and a lot of moms who um, are doing it, and, you know, they shared the positives and the negatives with me, and, you know, it has a lot of positive to it, and um, that's what I believe in at the moment, right? But it's not to say that it won't change later on, or maybe when I hear uh, your thoughts, because you said that um, for you it was... What did you call it? Unschooling? Yeah, unschooling, unschooling right? So that's, so that's currently what we're doing. And can I just say that this is a bit shocking to hear from you. I didn't know that you're interested in these things. Um, not that we talked about it before. I think this is really the first time we're talking about it. But um, just to your husband's point, I think his concern is valid. And normally this is absolutely yeah, normally this is the concern that you hear from parents who are not um how do you put that um who have not researched yet like really like deep dive the the concept and the ins and outs of of homeschooling or yeah so that's perfectly valid but um just like what you said um so we're currently unschooling but it's not something that i'm like 100 um decided on like the thing about but what is it so tell us about so it. the only i mean i don't really know the technicalities of it but the main difference between unschooling and homeschooling is that we don't really have a structure and it's different than there's also another term it's called independent homeschooling so it's it's when you don't enroll to any provider and you just like create your own curriculum and just you know do your thing and we're not even okay. doing that like we don't have our own curriculum that's why we, we can't call i can't i can call myself an in indie homeschooling mom because basically i don't have any okay. i don't have any structure and the way we learn or the way my son learns is like whatever whatever catches his interest like currently he's he's into okay. play so he's like building stuff whole day we're talking about we're talking about him building like little sculptures as early as eight in the morning oh, to like seven nice. in the evening um his breaks would be just you know the meal times i'm not kidding he's really just you know he's so focused and he's just into that and before that he's into drawing so whatever whatever interests him we just allow him to do it and we we let him there when, okay. when we came from traveling he was into maps and like understanding different parts of the globe so we you know we exposed him to to those to, to the resources like we provided him maps and showed him videos of different places so it's more like child-led and interest-led 
So there's not really okay. like imposing that hey you need to learn I don't know like numbers now or you need to learn how to write your name now. Although he kinda he kinda learns those eventually, but there's really no structure. And the only reason we chose this path, and my husband is fully on board with it. Um, the only reason is because it's just so easy. Like both of us are working from home. And we don't have a yaya, although my, my mom helps us on weekdays. It's just how, I mean, we found that this is the best way. It's, it's going to work for all of us. No forcing them to learn whatever they don't want to learn. So, yeah. A yaya, by the way, for our non-Filipino oh, um, yeah. listeners is a nanny. Yeah. We call them yayas. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think to each their own and for, for, for the families out there who will be planning to, to homeschool or unschool or whatever they call it you can I hope my prayer is that you figure out what works best for you because in this area I mean every child is different you can have two kids and one is so much different than the other like one could probably be the type who would want to sit down and do worksheets and that's fine too if that's their interest but as for my son, he really doesn't like structure. He wants to decide what, what he wants to do um, each day. So we just follow her, uh, his lead and just, you know, like provide resources from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is nothing cemented. Like it could change. Like eventually he might want to go to a school, like attend a class in the classroom. And, you know, it's something that we're, we're also open about. There's no, like, I, I mean, I agree with you when you said that you have, I mean, there are things that you think the, the traditional school are not able to teach them. And I believe in that too. That's the reason we wanted to establish the foundation in, in our homes. We want them to, you know, to, to learn the values that they want to impart and they should be learning those from the parents from from us the, the parent teachers so as for academics if, if you i mean the, the the few the few stuff that i've read about it um for those countries who have really great educational system they don't start academics before seven years old so really there's there's no rush and that's also um that's also where we're coming we don't really feel the need to teach him or like force him to learn how to how to write or read but you know that's just us it could be different for other families but yeah that's a very brief overview on unschooling unschooling right okay i think that's quite interesting um it's led me like some of the things that you said has led me to think about how I'd want it for the kids later on. So I guess if I were to give any unsolicited advice on this as well to anyone out there who's listening, uh, definitely do your research. Um, like I had to talk to a lot of moms who did homeschooling before I decided that it was a great idea. Like I had to talk to them about the, um, the, uh, pros and cons you know what are the advantages and disadvantages um, how much it would cost definitely mm -hmm. that being one of the advantages mm -hmm. um, so yeah and then this I learned on my own I learned and this is the advice I'd like to give primarily is that I learned that I also have to like whatever I decide now for the kids and how to educate them in whatever way and form or whatever it is that I want to educate them on, whether it be it values, academics or whatnot, um, I realized and I learned that um, I have to think about how this is going to work in their future. Meaning, like if I decide right now that I'm going to homeschool them, right and i do it a certain way or uh, i do it like in an unconventional way or maybe in, in a way that's not um fully realized at this day and age you know maybe something like what you said like um what did you call it the indie independent homeschooling, homeschooling yeah independent homeschooling and then my desire is for my kids to go to college in the future then i have to be able to bridge that gap mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like 
if I decide that this is what I want the kids to do right now, I want them to do this type of homeschooling or this type of learning, um, and I desire for them to go, you know, I, of course, it's just a desire. You never know what the kids would want later on, but, um, you know, uh, I desire for them to go to college or university later on, then I have to be careful in how I lay um, the steps for that to happen because if I'm not careful and I decide to do things like a certain way and then when that time comes and they have a difficult, like they, it's difficult for them to get into a college or a university because things are lacking, um, then that's going to be a problem. So basically what I'm saying, sometimes we come up with solutions or we come up with um, action steps for what we want to do now and then we don't think about, wait a minute, where is this going to end up in the yeah. future and do I want to be there? Right. You know what I mean? Like, do I want to be at that spot, spot where it's going to end up? Um, I know that for homeschooled kids, well, at least following certain curriculums that, that go with... Um, um, educational, what educational ministries require. I know that um, that's why a lot of homeschooling um, families follow like certain curriculums because it's easy to just, transition. you know, be given a guide. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, they transition the kid to high school, mm -hmm. like going to a, a school or they finish off high school with homeschooling as well. Um, and then they hand them off to a university or to a college um, for additional learning. So uh, I think that's how it is. So you do know what I mean. Yeah. So basically what I'm, what I'm saying is that we just have to make sure that we do enough research, we do you know due diligence, and then we also um, plan well and be smart about how we're planning things, be strategic about mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and to, to just to add to that point, because um, also that was one of the concerns that I had initially when I think it was when Yuan was still around two years old and we were not fully decided yet what to do with, with his education on the early years. Um, I was worried like what if he already wants to transition to traditional school and like we're unschooling or we're independent homeschooling and like how how is that gonna, gonna happen? And so I researched about it. This is where I also advise um, parents out there who are planning to do this to like not just research but be part of um, communities that will support this endeavor you know there are it's easier right. now because there are a lot of, of Facebook groups groups that will be able to like guide you on what to do and I just learned that it's no longer as difficult as before because here in the Philippines we have the Department of Education right um, for a trans for any transitioning student, say for example they're unschooling or like homeschooling independently, no curriculum, no provider, no nothing, they simply need to take um, a test and like acquire a test. Yeah, acquire what they call LRN. It's a unique learner reference number. It's like your it's like your ID provided by the Department of Education, just to tag you that you are an existing student, but learning in a different way. So that when you when you decide to to join the the like the traditional school, be it in high school or like college or even grade school, say you transition um, early in grade school, that's fine too. Like you can easily do that, but by, by just taking the test, and if you qualify to whatever whatever level, then that's it. You just transition like that, and you enroll to to your chosen school. So it's not so hard anymore, unlike before. I mean, I know of a lot of, of unschooling or, or homeschooled students who graduated from college already and they were able to do right. it. So there's just so many ways and resources are out there. I strongly advise that um, parents start researching and like joining groups. There's so many online and they provide all this information for free. So check right. them out. And I also. And I also want to want to say, you know, um, this is coming from my husband, but he's very supportive now. Um, but, we, but prior to this, he had he really had a lot of concerns, and his number one concern was what you mentioned, which is the um, social skills. He was like saying, um, "I don't want to homeschool because, you know, our daughter 
uh, she's not going to have any friends mm -hmm. or she's not going to learn to play with others. She's not going to learn to talk to others. She might end up shy, et cetera, et cetera. So he was saying all these things. But contrary to that belief, um, I found, you know, based on the research that I've done, that kids who are homeschooled, most of them, if not all, most of them, actually are able to hold um, good conversations not just with other kids but also um, kids who are much older uh, or even adults because they're not always surrounded by um, kids their age kids who are the, their same yeah. age like for example if you if you bring your if, if your son goes to what is it is it preschool if they're five years yeah, old Let's say, let's say preschool, you send your kid off to, to preschool surrounded by um, other kids of the same age, then of course the level of learning they would have in terms of interaction would be uh, would normally be at that same level as the other kids. Meaning if I'm interacting, if I'm five years old and I'm interacting with another five-year-old and we keep interacting, um, and this is who I interact with most of the time, then obviously my learning level or my interaction skills is at that mm -hmm. level, that of a five-year-old right. or maybe a six-year-old, right? right? So that's a common misconception. Um, homeschooling um, is not perfect. It has some, I'm sure there are um, some inconveniences and some uh, disadvantages, but it's not what people normally think it mm -hmm. is. And I think does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, definitely. I, I think I've read that research too. Uh, they were talking about vertical socialization and horizontal socialization and that homeschooled kids are, uh, are, are at, at an advantage because their socialization skills um, is vertical. Like they can, they, you know, they can easily communicate with yes, other people. Yes, they can switch to... Yeah. So yeah, definitely that's that's a strong also that's a strong advantage for me because I I personally see that in 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 my son um, when we enrolled him to this summer play school I realized he was more comfortable talking to the teacher than to the kids because interestingly he's just like that I mean he grew up in a family where all of us are adults he's the youngest. And so he's more used to talking to adults too, compared to kids. And maybe even mature, yeah, and right? A little bit that's mature why, compared to other yeah, kids. Yeah, that's why his manner of talking to is different. And it's kind of hard. I mean, back in the days, I mean, when, when he was just like almost three, he had a hard time communicating with kids because these kids just won't talk in complete sentences yet. And he was already at that level of, of of communication skills speaking yeah so it was harder for him but now um now that he's more exposed so not just to adults but he he has you know cousins too and you know like like um i have friends who have babies younger than him i think he started getting the the, the hang of it <laughs> like talking to to children younger than him so yeah it's interesting and yeah, it, it is interesting, and um, and I, I just want to say also that uh, it's not like they don't have friends, homeschool yeah, kids. Definitely, they don't have friends, um, and there are there are activities for homeschooled kids. Mm -hmm. There are activities where they allow, like they or they have not allow, they have kids interact with other kids in order to complete certain activities. Mm -hmm. You know, there it's part of uh, it's it's part of the that that's that type of structure mm -hmm. yeah so it's not like they're kept away from kids like the whole the whole time that they're homeschooling yeah. right because a little bit of interaction is also healthy and um you know uh, my daughter she's like i said she's currently taking summer classes she's only three years old she's taking summer classes prior to this she was in like a play i don't know what you call it play, play group school, play yeah. school Right. She, she goes to play school like three times a week and um, the rest are just learning at home with me. So um, I haven't yet fully transitioned to homeschooling because I, I heard that that happens about like five years old. Mm -hmm. So until then, like I, I absolutely plan for her to continue play school mm -hmm. or summer classes that happen like two, three times a week. So it, it, 
it's it's really it's really something that a parent would need to think about so um, like what Venus said like what I said it's a lot of research has to go into it um, do the work you know due diligence and uh, definitely you'll find what works best for your family so we're not endorsing homeschooling we're not saying that this is something or, or even unschooling we're not saying this is something that you should do as our as uh, whoever is listening to this but we're just saying you know there the, there's another side to the coin mm-hmm. yeah especially yeah. now i mean i think it's it's just it's just appropriate to encourage any, um, any parent out there who, who are having second thoughts but feel like they don't have any choice i think there will be a lot of people like that now that they want to feel secure that this is something that can be done and yes it has been it's it has been done for so many years already so many i know of so many successful um graduates college graduates already who who you know who went this this path um and they they're okay they turned out really um um like uh, a thriving adults who are also excellent at what at what they do now so it's it's because so, most of them might be forced by the situation just because it's the pandemic and they don't have any choice and they don't want to risk their kids to go into those classes not that we have those yet because we're still like on summer vacation here in the philippines but um once school starts i think there, there are talks about like resuming in august and august right yeah and and we're, we're still not sure right but just in case there are parents out there who are having second thoughts and just you know super scared about the idea of, of like being the teacher of their kids um it's doable it's it's being done it has been done so many times before so you just like i said earlier you just have to find your support group um like uh, the community who will be able to encourage you right in this area right right yeah. and just and and always go back to your purpose yeah uh, to your point Venus, you were saying you know if you're scared and you want to send your kids back to school like to, to a physical class face to face with other kids uh, you know then that might be a purpose but really before you decide to to take any route think about what your purpose is uh, my purpose in homeschooling for example is like I mentioned earlier uh, that I wanted to instill in my my daughter values that I don't think uh, uh, are being taught at school in this day and age, uh, or values which I think are not, uh, which the which most schools are not aligned to. Uh, I have a certain set of values. We have a certain set of values that we, we would like her to learn, and that's primarily the reason why I want her, I want to do homeschooling with her because uh, of that. And I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm Christian. I, I want her to develop that um, fear and love for God. And um, in most of the schools that we've checked out um, for, for young kids and even older kids, um, it's not the focus. And there's, it's a little bit also, it's a little bit um, uh, taboo to go into that type of discussion so you know i decided i i don't want to i don't want to deal with any of that you know and fight for what i think my values uh, uh what i think should be discussed in school mm-hmm. and that's why i'm doing this so think back to your purpose uh, what about you venus did you mention did you mention why what exactly your purpose was <laughs> apart from the fact that um he he's not into structure um yeah that's also i mean our family we're also christians right so our, our mm, i wouldn't say it's it's the primary but it was one of the main purpose was to make sure that before he even goes out to the real world his values are established and that he he will learn those from home from us from from his parents but it's you know it's it's really mysterious how god works sometimes because it started with just i mean for us because for most people now it's probably the pandemic that's that's you know the reason they are like looking 
at this option of, of kind of learning but for us it started with you know both of us are working and we don't really like he's four now and we should be enrolling him we should have enrolled him like last year for like play school and like what do you call those anyway like preschool there's there's just so many of those yeah there's so many of those yeah. before grade one <laughs> yeah so we have so many reasons but one of those would be that we're both at home and it's just not logistically feasible to send him outside okay. when we're just at home and we can definitely just teach him whatever right this was before we learned that he's not into structure he doesn't want workbooks okay he's not into like writing and like guiding him into how to write he's not into those so eventually it just you know it just came to a point when you know what do your thing and he seems to be enjoying it anyway and he's learning in the process so whatever just just do your thing he's and super smart well yeah i mean i can say that i mean they're they're they have different talents right he's really into art and it's it's mind-boggling for us because I'm not into art and my husband's not into art. So the fact that he's... Oh, really? Yeah, we don't have any any artistic bone in the body. So it's it's amazing how, how you know, you see them develop into someone, like like a person growing up. Like, we don't really know what, what they can... what they're capable of until you let them. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing right now. We just let him be. And... Yeah. I... I so appreciate that you mentioned that because uh, for my daughter, for Sophia, like, uh, and that's also one of the reasons why we enrolled her in, in the play school, preschool, whatever it's called, um, because she's actually more on the academic side. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. she likes learning letters. She's smart with numbers. You know what I mean? Which is which is strange because I wanted, and you know. They never turn out the way that yes. you want them to be because that's completely out of our control. Yeah. But I was like hoping and wanting that she would be someone who's creative and artistic, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I like to be creative and artistic. So it was really a shock that she liked, uh, you know, learn. to learn these things that, you know, are normally, are definitely taught in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was her main focus versus... Um, arts and crafts, you know what yeah. I mean? So that is so true, though, because I'm like like her. I'm like Sophia. I remember I was four years old when I learned. I mean, I was already best in penmanship because I I memorized all the alphabets and wow. like I can write really nicely. And my mom, who who also looks after my son right now, she keeps on telling me that this boy is really interesting because at this age I was already like reading and memorizing stuff. At that age, I was super academic growing up, you know. I'm okay. so into structure, and you know, you can, it's still evident right now <laughs> as an HR person. I'm still into structure, so my son is really not like that. So it's really interesting how, you know, how they are molded into a different person altogether when you expect them to be somehow like like their father or their, their mom, right? So, yeah, the things we discover about this, about our kids when we spend the yeah. day with them. So, yeah. Right. But, but, you know, you just have to, it, it, this is not, you know, it's different for everyone. I agree with you when you said that, you know, to each his own, it's really different for everyone. Just think of, just think of, you know, to whoever is listening to this, um, just think of whatever purpose it is that you, you'd like to choose this or that, um, you know, path mm-hmm. with, with regard to educating your children. Do your research. Um, join the community like what Ben said join the community check it out learn about it and then um, also also take into account like what we were talking about take into account the needs of your kids like the learning style of your kids and what makes them comfortable because maybe you know me that's like with me at the beginning it was all about me 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 and you know what I thought was best for her and then it was only later on that I discovered that oh this is also what she needs so also think about what they need and then from there go ahead and make your decision I know it sounds you know it, it, it sounds like it's just a few steps and then you're there it's, it's a lot of hard work but uh, definitely you guys will get there exactly 
Wow, that was so, an yeah. intense discussion. I didn't know that we'll be like discussing that deeply into the topic. That was interesting. Yeah, and I think, and I think if we had more time, we would like definitely go deeper into the topic. But um, yeah. I know we're coming to the end, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's. Or maybe we can also just like you know do another session about homeschooling if if ever we hear feedback from yeah. people just in case you know because we don't know how many listeners we have so far so just in case uh we definitely can talk about this again there's just so many like stereotypes that we can also discuss and some myths there's just so many surrounding this topic so definitely can do that next time but as for closing yes, yeah. um we have a verse because uh, we normally encourage i mean we, we close with an encouragement and i have my verse for today is something related to what we just discussed shoot okay so my well, well i want to encourage everyone with proverbs 19 verse 21 so it says here, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Because we were talking about purpose earlier, right? When um, when deciding whether you're going to homeschool, unschool, or independent homeschool, whatever, right? Um, or traditional. Yeah, or go the traditional route. Uh, whatever your purpose is as a family or as parents to, to a child, um you know you can just present them to the lord right but you know the lord knows our heart even even before we we reach out to him and like pray or or plead or whatever he already knows what's in our hearts and he knows the desires of our hearts but ultimately i think the most important thing about making decisions like this big decisions like this is knowing that there's an ultimate i mean there's a there's a, all, an all-powerful person in control of whatever whatever path you choose to take you know there will be worries about like is it gonna work is it really for us but if we if we put our trust in god and that we acknowledge that his purpose is bigger than ours and it's perfect compared to ours then you just gain that confidence you ju- you're just at peace because you know that whatever god's plan is will prevail eventually whatever path you choose to take as long as you know it's it's according to your to his will and you prayed for it so i I guess i'm leaving with with that advice too that i hope whatever decision we make for our families i know it's you know i know as parents we want the best for for our families right for our kids but ultimately pray for it like i hope you have that kind of relationship with god when you know when you're hearing from him when, when the message is clearly from him and when the go signal is really there so that you can gain confidence that whatever path you choose to take he's gonna be with you and his purpose will prevail absolutely mm-hmm. how about yours amen to that so mine is romans 12 12 rejoice in hope be patient in tribulation be constant in prayer um a lot of things have happened since this whole pandemic broke out and i know that there are many who are suffering through this um this time um suffering both physically and mentally Uh, i know someone very close to me who quite recently uh, about a month or two ago got uh, found out that he contracted covid 19 that he had COVID-19. So he went through that entire, you know, he went through that entire um, system, you know, of healing and all that. But but now that he's out of that, you know, he's healed from that and he doesn't have the COVID-19 virus anymore. The after effect is that I think he's depressed. Oh. And for, for many reasons, for whatever reasons. And um, so, you know, I try to encourage him um, and I, I try to remind him, you know, just be patient. You know, this this tribulation, this, is, this trying time, it will pass as well. Uh, and just 
pray about it because no one can give you the peace. And this is what I believe. So, um, I believe that no one will really receive the peace that they're looking for if they look for it in the things around them. In, if they look for it here on earth, if they look for it in themselves, you know, if they look for it in the other person, the person beside them, the person next to them, or the person they think, you know, will give them that peace. Like, supernatural peace will only come from a supernatural being mm -hmm. and so um, i was telling this 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 person this friend of mine that you know just you know just rejoice in hope you know have hope um let's rejoice first that you've surpassed this my goodness i mean you went through like a grueling two months um healing from this and now that you're healed rejoice mm -hmm. um be patient with whatever you're going through at the moment. I know, um, you know, you're feeling depressed, feeling down and low, um, and there's nothing I can say to, to, you know, to to make you feel better except that you know, be patient. It will pass, and I'm here to support you. We are here to support you in whatever way we can. But be patient in tribulation, and of course, be constant in prayer because, like I said, the peace that um, is sought after if it's supernatural peace it's only going to come from a supernatural being and that's what i believe right right, right. so yeah that's it. that's it for for me all right so that ends the third episode of our podcast and i just want to point out Yay. that so we i mean as as of recording this we still don't have like any social media going on but we just found out that they can send us voice recordings but oh you mean our listeners yeah so if if they have any any comments questions or whatever suggestion that they want to to send us they can do that by through a voice recording and i'm gonna leave the instructions in whatever they are listening from like spotify or like i don't know what else like because we're currently using anchor and we also okay. publish in spotify I think iTunes and too, other platforms, so many other platforms, yeah. Overcast, all those things. So yeah, give it a try. Let us know what you think. If you have any topics you want us to discuss, just you know, like, like let us feel your presence because <laughs> we don't have any idea like who <laughs> listens to us. So yeah, thank you so much for your time for joining us. All right, you guys have a good one. See you next episode. Bye bye. Bye.